Welcome to episode 23 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Stephen, 23. Yes, the 23rd episode of the Amen Corner. The Michael Jordan of episodes. We're going to get some air on this one, baby. We're getting air. This is going to be the greatest of all time episode. The greatest podcast of all time. Absolutely. You got your, you got your tongue hanging out. <laughs> I, I do actually. I'm going to do yeah. this whole this whole podcast with my tongue hanging out. Yeah. I do most it's things with idea. my tongue hanging out. Yeah. It's episode twenty three. It's we pretty celebrate awesome. Episode twenty three. I've like been uh, everything else. I've been told that I even ski with my mouth open, which doesn't even. It's not even surprising by any stretch of the imagination, given how much uh, I do everything else with my mouth open. So, so, so you're the Michael Jordan of skiers. <laughs> well, I don't know if I ski with my tongue out, but definitely with yeah. my mouth open. <laughs> anyway, nice. Speaking of sports, uh, I am uh, I am coming to you from my nephew Justin's bedroom. And uh, he's he's 13 years old, and and his bedroom is making me sick on two levels. Well, the first is I am just surrounded by Red Sox stuff, just surrounded. I mean, I'm looking up, I'm looking up right now, and I am looking at a Red Sox teddy bear. If I move to my right, I'm looking at. A signed picture of Clay Buchholz after he threw oh. a no hitter. If I look to my and left, look, there look, is there's a, Big Poppy's jockstrap. Big Poppy, no, there's well, you maybe, but there's definitely <laughs> Big Poppy and that iconic photo of the Sox when they won in 2004 and Fenway Ugh. Park and a Red Sox hat. I mean, it's just fucking relentless in here. Wait, wait, hold on a second. <sighs> How is it that your nephews are Red Sox? No. It's unbelievable. They live in New York. How can you live with yourself? It's terrible. It's terrible. Well, it's bad enough that your father in law is a Red Sox. I know. Well, my sister and, and now I, your nephews are, ne- are Red Sox fans. I know. My, my sister and I, we're in, we're in mixed marriages. We both married Red Sox fans. We both yeah. married people from New England. It's terrible. How, I mean, what, did, your, how did your father deal with this? Uh, you know, he was a grandfather, so he, he dealt with it. You know, I think... Um, this has I think hurt Seth, him on a very personal No, no, I think it way. probably hurt him. But I think when, you know, Seth was little and he'd look at my father and say, Hey, Pops! Yankees suck. My father was magnanimous about it. I, mean, I think the good thing about the one good thing about Justin's bedroom is that um, right next to where I'm sitting is actually a seat from the original Yankee Stadium. Um, a wood seat from the original Yankee Stadium. From the original Yankee Stadium. Um, my father. Really? Yeah, when I was very little, my father went into uh, went into the Bronx and had a friend working on the project and uh, we got Yankee Stadium seats and so each of the boys have, Do you one. have one I've got I've Do got a couple uh, they're still in my parents house but my sister has really? two and one's in each boy's bedroom so it's pretty cool so how did I not know that yeah well I know you have some we've sat in them. I have from the old I have from the second stadium oh. so from the version of the stadium that existed from 76 until 2008. No, I, we've got it. I yeah, remember you have the original. The original, original. The original, original. Yeah, but you know, the, the story is that when the original stadium was being renovated in the 70s. Right, that's when we got them. It, 
Yeah, it was actually pretty easy to get that. Oh, yeah. To get... And people would, like, drive trucks up to the stadium yeah. and just haul shit out that's, of there. That's exactly what happened. I remember it was cold winter day. It must have been 1973, 74. And 74, yeah. We went into the Bronx. My, my dad had a friend who was working on the, on the project. And we just went into the stadium and we picked out the seats we wanted. And yeah. He called some guys over. They unbolted them from the, from the stadium and, and we walked out of them. And, and, you know, I'd read that, like, they sold them for, like, 12 bucks a pair or something. I don't something. even know. And, like, and, and either, like, two guys or Corvettes or you remember those those stores? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember two guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But by the time the second stadium, by the time, you know, the old, the new old stadium right. was torn down, they'd obviously gotten a lot savvier about business. And, you know... Anything that wasn't nailed and bolted down, well, they took the bolts out and they unnailed everything, but they sold they it all. They sold it, right. They sold it all. Brandon Steiner, you know, got his hands in there, and the two chairs that I have, I can guarantee you, cost more than $12 at Corvettes. <laughs> I'm sure they did. My parents got them for me. I should say my mom got them for me for my 40th birthday. Oh, that's, that's a great gift, man. That's a great it gift. It is the best of all gifts. That's a great gift. Um so all this, yeah. all this red side, and there's a fair amount of Patriots and uh, and Celtic stuff in here as well, which is annoying. Why, so doesn't that's, your, why doesn't your nephew just like tell you he's, he's a Donald Trump supporter and, <laughs> just, kill, and just, just kill you? <laughs> nah, he's he's definitely not. But it's making me ill. And then the other yeah, thing it's... is is making actually making me physically quite ill. Um, yes, it's, it smells like axe in here. <laughs> it smells like there's an overwhelming smell like teenager, of axe. It smells like teenager and axe. <laughs> That's exactly what it smells like. It's nasty. And I was, he was lying uh, in bed and I was giving him shit. And I was like, dude, it smells like axe in here. And he said, I don't use axe. I don't use axe. Yeah, and I marched okay. right into his bathroom and I immediately found three axe products. And yeah. which was, you know, Speedo, the smoking the way, gun. But yeah, that is literally the smoking <laughs> gun. But you should tell your nephew yeah. that spraying yourself with Axe is not the same as taking a shower. <laughs> <laughs> no, he takes a lot of showers, too. I wonder why. Really? I Does won- he spray himself? <laughs> I wonder. He's, he spends a lot of time in the bathroom. He spends, he spends, there's a lot of showering going on here, let's just say. And then in addition to these Axe products, I found SpongeBob SquarePants shampoo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, he's... He's he's on the edge. He may still need the no tear yeah. stuff, you know. You know what? The thir- thirteen is a tough age. You know, you're sort of straddling the line between childhood and teenage. Of course, years he's five foot age. like eleven, uh, one sixty yeah, well. <laughs> or more. How did he get to be five eleven? Yeah, he's enormous. Because 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 Glenn, my my brother in law, is yeah. uh, is a tank. So he got yeah. the, he got the tank gene. But in in fairness in fairness to Justin. And I don't want yeah. to give him a hard time. I mean, if he listens to this, he's gonna be unhappy. But which I hope he listens to it. Um, the SpongeBob SquarePants, <laughs> the SpongeBob SquarePants shampoo could very well be owned by his older brother Seth. Um, I can absolutely. So his older so, brother, who's who's his older brother, who's in college, who's in college. Is using SpongeBob. SquarePants I can totally see shampoo. That. I absolutely really? can see that. Huh? Yeah. 
Uh, How does that work? I, I mean, don't know. It's a, I think that's a chick thing, <laughs> personally. It may be. Can you imagine, like, rolling up and, hey, baby. Hey, what's that smell? That's my SpongeBob SquarePants shampoo. You like it, baby? Or, you know, you, you, you lure a girl back to your dorm room. <laughs> And she starts going through your stuff. Right. And she's like, "What's this? Like, oh, that's my shampoo. It's is that SpongeBob SquarePants shampoo? You gotta own it in I that mean, situation. You gotta seriously own it. That's gotta be like that's gotta be like catnip for girls, <laughs> don't you think? I don't know, man. I don't that's know. Like it's Spanish been so long dry. since I've been in college that I don't know what. And it is. there was no SpongeBob when we went to no. college. I heard that SpongeBob shampoo is like Spanish fly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope it is because let me tell you something. Sitting in this mist of axe, that's definitely not <laughs> <laughs> Spanish fly. I want to puke, man. It's nasty. Can we just talk? Can we just talk about Spanish fly for one second? Like we're definitely showing our age when we say Spanish fly. Like I don't think anybody under the age of like forty if, even knows what Spanish fly is. If we have a listener under the age of forty, they're definitely googling Spanish fly yeah. right now. And, of course, anybody over the age of 50 is like, oh, Spanish fly, of course. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's like so, big myth, the mythological Spanish fly. I'm sitting among all – I mean, he's got a ton of sports stuff here. Sports memorabilia, his, all his crap, his you know, footballs and basketballs and so on and so forth, which is, I think, a, a good segue into uh, a topic that I think we need to discuss, and that's uh, – that's Mr. Colin Kaepernick, uh, the free agent quarterback formerly of the San Francisco 49ers, who we've discussed before, who is the guy yeah. who um, took the knee during the national anthem uh, in yeah. protest uh, against yeah. the killing of unarmed black men by uh, armed policemen and said policemen never being punished for murdering these unarmed black men, which, you know, was, so, I think. I, so, he, so he hates freedom even more than we do. <laughs> he clearly hates freedom. Yeah, he hates freedom. He hates police. He, he's he hates, hates America. America. He 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 doesn't. He's he he's and, rocking a great afro though. He's rocking a great afro, but he hates freedom in America so much that yeah, apparently, so much. according to the geniuses who own yeah. football teams in this country and who manage football teams in this country, yeah, he can't have a job. He shouldn't have a job. He can't have yeah. a job. Now it's true. Yeah, think about this. Go yeah. ahead. No, no, just go ahead. What's no, true? you know, it's true. He is not the best quarterback in the NFL. Okay. But he's not he's the not worst the quarterback. Not even by a stretch of imagination. There are far worse quarterbacks that are gainfully employed right team, now. Took his team to the Super Bowl one year. 2012. They were, in the championship, they were in the championship game the year before, I believe. I mean, he, you know. This is a, this is right. a guy who could be starting quarterback on any number of quarterback star teams. The yeah. idea that Robert Griffin III who's done nothing, is employed, yeah, well, but Colin Kaepernick isn't, is amazing to me. The difference is that RG3, Robert Griffin III, has never spoken out about the injustices in this country, but Colin Kaepernick has. Seems to yeah. be the case. What? It, well, I mean, think about who owns football teams <laughs> in this country. Uh, I'm counting a lot of old white billionaires <laughs> as, as team owners. And they, as a general rule, are not the most progressive folks, no, in but our they country. but they employ a lot of they employ a lot of African American <laughs> dudes. Certainly, more than half the league is made up of African American players. I think they should rename well, the NFL from the National Football League to the National NUBMFL, the National No Uppity Black Men Football there, League. There you go, because I don't think 
But the argument saying, well, they they own a lot of African-American players oh, really sh- makes them... Did you go there? Did you well, just- no, I mean, what you're saying is, well, they, they own the team. I'm sorry, they employ. I'm sorry, I misspoke. I don't think that I, I don't think that the argument that they employ African okay, Americans right. make them any less racist than they are because I could probably point to a number of situations during our country's history where flat out racists <laughs> employed absolutely African Americans. Absolutely, I mean, I'm not comparing this to sharecropping, <laughs> mind you. <laughs> Because the average totally player makes a hell of a lot more than the average sharecropper in, you know, early 20th century Mississippi. It's totally different. Um, but all I'm saying is just because you employ an African-American doesn't mean you necessarily uh, empathize, <laughs> sympathize, like, you know, want to hang out with, or respect African-Americans. Absolutely. So... So the fact that a an outspoken black athlete can't find a job I'm in shocked. 2017 should surprise no one. I'm shocked. Because at the very least, what this era that we are now so uncomfortably living in has done for us, the one positive thing, is it is shining a light on reality in this country. And now the racists don't need to pretend anymore. <laughs> right. It's, it's their racist time. Exactly. It's the it's golden the age of racism. I mean, seriously, if you were a right-wing nationalist, like, you'd be psyched this morning. You'd wake up and you'd be like, I've taken my country back from all of those dark people, Jewish people, I mean, women, all these gays, people, you name it. You know, 15, 20 moment. years ago, they could only dream about the time Woodrow Wilson was the president. They could only dream about Jim Crow. And now it's back. It's back, I mean, baby. Seriously, who are our heroes today? Woodrow Wilson, Andrew Jackson. Oh I mean, this is, their, this is the moment of white nationalism. White power. White power. It's back. The white, white male power. is back. Oh, my God. We're back, gosh. baby. It's oh, cr- guess what? They reminded me, though, that guess that, you know what? We're not actually white. <laughs> That's right. So this is not our moment. It's, Fuck. It's, I know. It's not our oh. moment. I thought I thought it was our moment. As long as we crack o- open the Torah, eat gefilte fish, and um, at least proclaim to shy away from the charred pig butt. Uh, yeah, we're we're we welcome the, as long as eat. we don't make any waves, bro. That's true, but you can eat all the pork you want. <laughs> I do. You're still I do. You're, and you and you do. <laughs> Not do. At the today. end of the day, at the end of the day, my friend, you're just a yid. <laughs> You're a pork eating yid, but you're a yid. <laughs> oh, my God. But you know what? Steve Bannon does say Shabbat Shalom to his Jewish employees at Breitbart. So yeah, that proves something. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he would love to have wished the mazel tov to the people that were walking to the ovens. To oh, the damn, say. you were there, too? Yeah. Sorry. Steve. I'm not saying he. I'm not saying he would put Jews into gas chambers, I'm saying he wouldn't be unhappy, oh, he be unhappy to, see, right. to see Jews go All into right. gas chambers. All There's right. a difference. It's subtle, but it's, it's a difference. So Colin Kaepernick... I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not accusing him of being a Nazi. I'm just <laughs> accusing him of being you know, a gleeful anti-Semite. But if he was a Nazi, we should definitely punch him. 
You punch any Nazi. <laughs> it's, that's right. To punch a Nazi. But no, looping back to it, so Colin Kaepernick, the chances are yeah. a, a very talented athlete and, as you pointed out, rocking one unbelievable afro um, is going to remain unemployed. Um because, in a way, thought is a crime in this country now. I mean, he, he will not be well, able to provide. Well, he didn't think. He, 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 he acted. He acted and he thought, but so they're punishing. He won't be able to put bread on the table because of his conscience. Is That is just terrible. And it, once again, it's just like Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali was vilified. We've discussed this. And then. Yeah. I would say that this is anti American, but I would be wrong because this is American. <laughs> this is American. <laughs> and you know, it's, you know, it's also. American apparently trying to trying desperately however way possible you can to deny yeah. other Americans health care that's as American as apple pie and <laughs> lynching it is because that's it's clearly what the American people want they want they want yes they, they, they want They've spoken, and they wanted the repeal and replacement of Obamacare. There was a little bit of a problem, they, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ah, they failed. I was going to say, and they did it, but they didn't. <laughs> they didn't do it. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. But it speaks volumes. Why it failed actually speaks volumes about the contemporary Republican Party, and that is that— Well, they if, had no fucking plan. Well, they had, well yeah, that goes without <laughs> saying. I mean, they, they, they were down with repeal, but replace was a total farce. There was no plan yeah. ever to replace Obamacare. No. And the people who frame the terms of debate in the modern GOP are not the leaders of the GOP. It's not the Paul Ryans and the Mitch McConnells, as terrible as those two people are. But it's <laughs> this it's this Tea Party group, the, the, the Freedom Caucus, which I'm now calling the Free Dumb Caucus. And the Free Dumb Caucus is just opposed to government. And the fact that there was right. government intervention that helped what, 20, 25 million people get health care since, uh, since the Affordable Care Act came into, uh, came into being. I won't call it Obamacare because when you call it Obamacare, people think, oh, yeah, as we discussed uh, last episode, oh, it, the black dude's health care and that conjures all kinds of negative images for them. So since right. the Affordable Care Act was promulgated – Millions upon millions of people have gained health insurance. And these guys in the Free Dumb Caucus can't stand that the government is doing something positive. Because that may lead to people calling for the government to do other potentially positive things like clean the air, ensure clean water, uh, build infrastructure that, that actually works, things like that. And so they wanted to kill, they wanted, they didn't, they wanted to repeal it. But they didn't want to replace it. And the fact that the right. Trump administration and Paul Ryan had a plan as risible and terrible as it was to replace it was bad. It had elements of the Affordable Care Act in it. So these guys from the Free Dumb Caucus refused to support it. And now, as Paul Ryan said, the Affordable Care Act is the law of the land. Well, let's just let this sink in for a second. Okay. okay. I'm letting it sink. So – so they were trying to repeal the the health care, Obamacare. Yeah. I know you won't call it that. No, black dude, black dude health care. Yeah. Black, black President Health Care Act, the Affordable Health Care Act. They were trying to repeal it, but they couldn't get enough votes because the horrible plan that they came up with wasn't bad, bad enough. enough. <laughs> That's exactly It right. wasn't cruel enough. <laughs> 
It wasn't hateful enough, and it didn't kick enough people off of health care. <laughs> right. So the ideological purists in the Tea Party said, no, we can't get behind this because some people will still have their health care. <laughs> that's right. That's the free so dumb caucus. Really, so, so it wasn't anything that Bernie Sanders did or the progressive nope. wing of nope. the Democratic Party. Nope. nope. Or they weren't even part of the debate. Not even part no. of the debate. It was the free dumb caucus. It was a bunch of white dudes who can't stand the notion of a federal government who said, nope, not going far enough. We can't support I'm it. I'm guessing that whatever, whatever health care program that would have emerged from the Republicans should the Freedom Caucus had gotten it way, its way, definitely, I think without a doubt, would have covered Cialis. Because that's just who these guys are. <laughs> a bunch of... Is Viagra? Is, yeah, is Viagra Cialis, Viagra, Viagra, whatever. No problem. Cialis. <laughs> these guys, these guys, these are all white guys in their late 40s and 50s and 60s, and they're all about freedom and tax yeah. money. I mean, these guys, they're such assholes. They think they have cornered the market on patriotism. They rail against what liberals are telling uh, them that they should think and how we should, how they should be spending their money on what and so on and so forth. And they do the same exact thing. They don't want me to be free. They want me to submit to their kooky worldview. And their worldview is essentially the worldview of the old Dixiecrats in the South, the racist right. Dixiecrats, combined with the lunatic paranoia of the fringes, the radical fringes, the hothouses of which are the center of the country, the Kentuckys, the Kansases, the Oklahomas, the Nebraskas, the Michigan, the Upper Peninsula Michigans, where there are these crazy lunatic militia dudes. You'd think that Jesus was born with an AR-15 in his fucking hands. This is nutty, nutty, nutty stuff. Well, it is nutty. And this is like the John Birch Society and... <clears throat> You know, all of these radical conservative groups that in the 1960s, you know, when Goldwater ran and got trounced, right. were repudiated right. because they were fucking nuts. But they started now laying pipes from that moment on yeah. till we get to this moment. That's right. And that's where we are now, <laughs> that a bunch of whacked out crackers run the country over the government <laughs> and they are running the country to the exclusion of everyone else. Well, here's another example. Forget the American Health Care Act, this Paul Ryan, Donald Trump plan to kick people off health care, but not enough for the free dumb caucus. We have this insane situation with this, quote unquote, investigation into <laughs> President Trump and his advisors collusion with the Russians and the head, treason and treasonous collusion. activity in collusion with the <laughs> Russians. And the head of the Republican chairman of the House Intelligence oh. Committee is, we should rename, the guy's name is Devin Nunes. He's a congressman from, from California who was elected in 2013. We should just rename that guy Trump's bitch. I mean, this is, there's nothing he won't do to try to shield the president from these accusations, which seem to more and more evidence every day that, in fact, there was collusion between his... Uh, between his campaign and and the Russians, this guy Nunes getting out there and saying, "Well, there is some evidence that that there was wiretapping on the part of the Obama administration of Trump Tower, even if it was incidental." I mean, this is all. What is incidental? What is incidental? Mean? I, I think what they mean, what he means is, and he means something very specific, is that in fact there was some <coughs> surveillance of people in 
uh, Trump Tower, which has, I, from what I understand, a fair number of Russians for some reason renting right. space there, um, and that those people were under surveillance by the FBI for whatever reasons, and that um, in the process it picked up. Uh, conversations among Trump campaign officials and so on and so on. I think so. that's what and Devin Nunes it, was trying it, to say. Is it possible, though, is it possible that what he's trying to say is that when we were, when our security services were surveilling Russians, that they happened to tap into phone calls with people from the Trump campaign? Well, but, you see, but that would be... That is, would, that, is that possible? That, I mean, I think that that's possible, but that's not what Nunes was trying to say. Nunes was trying to say... That there was some wiretapping that was going on during the Obama administration so that then in turn, President Trump and his people can turn around and say, look, look, what we said was true. There is evidence that Obama was tapping Trump Tower, even though that's not exactly what Nunes said, but it was all calculated. This all came from the Trump administration. They told Nunes what to say so that the president can go around and say, just look at the Time magazine interview with Trump in which he says, look, Nunes has has the evidence. He's in collusion with them. This is amazing. This is a guy... How is it that this guy... Yeah, how is it that this guy, who's the head of the intelligence committee in the House, is working hand-in-glove with the administration? Why is he running to the White House to tell them what's going on? Easy. He's Trump's bitch. I mean, this this guy was elected in 2013. He, you know, he's one of these, I guess, Tea Party fellow travelers, Freedom Caucus guys. Um, It used to be, from what I understand, you know, you were a backbencher, you paid your dues, and then maybe one day you would get your shot at a committee chairmanship. This guy's been in Congress for four years. He gets to head up the House Intel Committee. This is one of the most important committees in Congress. Provides oversight over 17 intelligence agencies. And the GOP leadership, I mean, the only conclusion I can come to is that they made Devin Nunes, better known as Trump's bitch, the chairman of the Intel Committee, the chairman of the Intelligence Committee, because Devin Nunes Nunes has no intelligence. He's just an empty suit. He's a stooge. So he's just... But for whom? For the Trump administration. He's an absolute stooge for the so Trump administration. So basically, so he is an agent yep. of the administration within the Congress. He is an agent of the administration in the Congress, and he's and doing the, everything. And heading up the Intel Committee. He's doing everything possible to divert attention yeah. to the very serious right. charges and evidence of connections Prison. between the Trump administration and Russian intelligence. Now, this is what we should be focusing on. Not Colin Kaepernick. But the dude is rocking quite an afro. Not Devin Nunes. Colin Kaepernick. No. Colin Kaepernick's afro is something to behold. behold. I'm putting it up on the the Amen Corner's Facebook page, by the way. You know, that's up with, uh, if we're talking about afros, you know, the afro of our youth that we all remember is Oscar Gamble. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll put up both. We'll put up Colin Kaepernick and Oscar Gamble. That rocks. Um, so you were saying, I'm sorry, yeah, I interrupted. But, but no, no, I'm sorry. I can only focus now on Oscar Gamble's after. <laughs> no, I think what you were saying was we are focused on Colin Kaepernick. We're focused on yeah. all of these other things. But this mean, is the real the, story. As you pointed out to me in another story. conversation, the president of the United States was tweeting about Colin Kaepernick, which is a great political strategy to rile up his white nationalist base so that no yeah. one focuses on his collusion with Russian intelligence or that this guy, right, Trump's don't. bitch, I mean, Devin Nunes, is actually 
running interference for him as leader of the House Intel Committee. It's stunning. I've said it, I've said it before, and I'm going to keep saying it. We're through the looking glass. <laughs> And nobody is paying attention because when you get bombarded with ridiculous shit all day long, every day, for weeks, months, years, you you become numb. Dude, it feels like We're years. We're becoming numb. It feels like yeah. years. We're becoming numb. Dude, we, 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 we marched in the Women's March on Washington on January 21. It, was, it feels like so long ago. It's not even two months ago. <laughs> it's like it's like sixty five days ago or something like that. It's not, no, it's it's less. <laughs> no, he's Let's been in it. office like sixty some odd days. I counted. I had. Oh, I couldn't count. I had. I had Amr, my research associate, count because I can't do stuff like nice. that. Nice. That's why you have a research associate. <laughs> Tell me how many days has it been since the end of January? <laughs> oh, good. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm I'm thinking big thoughts. Thank I need you. to know. I need to know how many days. Exactly. I I can't. I cannot clutter my mind. <laughs> With this shit, when I the strategy stuff that's going on in my it's, head, it's so high level. It's such a high level. It is at such a high level. Yeah, I get that. But I have I to say, that. the between shout out, big shout out to Amr, big shout out to Amr the Hita for being an absolute stalwart, <laughs> amazing, always enthusiastic research associate, and never loses his good sense of being a, a strong Egyptian nationalist all at the same time. But I, I, oh, he hates freedom too. <laughs> no, he actually loves freedom. He loves freedom. I think he's. I think he's. I think he's quite fascinated at what's going on in this country and somewhat distressed, um, but not as distressed. I, you know, I have to say, in this last it's, week, with even yeah. you know, with the ACAHCA, the Trump Ryan plan to throw people <laughs> off of health care, it, with its failure, but even with the debate, you know, running up to it and the whole nonsense with Devin Nunes and, and all this, it's really gotten me down. I mean, I, I just feel terrible about all this stuff that's been happening to the country. Just just, this week? Well, no, but I think this week it was just the accumulation of things. And and I think it was this week that I asked Armour, how many days has this guy been in office for something that I've been, I, I was writing and I was Jesus, it's only been 61 days. I know, seriously. We're all going to be dead by the end of this. And the damage that is being done is, I think, extraordinary. Um, and maybe irreparable. Irreparable, too, right. Maybe. I think that that's right. I think it's, I think it's entirely I, possible it's irreparable. And on that happy note. On that happy note. <laughs> that brings the, the Michael Jordan episode <laughs> the Michael to, a Jordan, close. to a close. Big shout out to Colin and, Kaepernick. Uh, and to Amr. And to Amr Lahita. <laughs> and to right, my man. nephew Justin and his axe and possibly his SpongeBob SquarePants shampoo. We're going to start to call Justin the Axe Man from now on. <laughs> That's right. That's right. The As axe I man. look at his guitar. As I look at his guitar. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll Bye. be back next week. Bye. Bye.